Welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Our goal in this podcast is to share inspirational insights and ideas to resource leaders, churches and teams through our conversations with key team players at Icon Church and other invited guests. In this episode, we're going to be talking about church mergers. Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Nathan, and we're your hosts on the Church Explained podcast. And today we're joined again by lead pastor of Icon Church, Paul Benger. You've been invited back. Yeah, I'm glad. (laughs) It's a miracle, lad, isn't it, really? It is, yeah. Great to have you, though. Yeah, really good. good. to be here. And uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about church mergers, which is fresh in our memory because just over a year ago, it was meant to be Easter Sunday last year, but through the coronavirus and all of that, we took it forward. We actually merged churches. So Dave, you were leading the Hub Church. That's correct, yeah. And uh, that merged with Icon Church just over a year ago. Yeah. And I I mean, I want to say it's been a great year, but Mm. before we get into that, Dave has actually done two mergers. He's the expert. He's the expert, (laughs) he is. And uh, so, I mean... you, Dave was the pastor of a church in uh, Stocksbridge, and uh, a, another church invited him to become their minister. But instead of just saying yes and leaving Stocksbridge or no and yeah. staying, you actually came up with merge, merging that together. So. Yeah, that, that's right. I was back in sort of 2015, 2016, and uh, it was quite a new concept, I think, in the UK and especially in this area to be doing something like that. Um, so I'd been leading the church in Stocksbridge, I think, for about 17 years by yeah. that time mm. and we were just about to bring in a, a new leader we were about to do another church plant somewhere else and then the invite came and, and really at that point we thought i thought to myself well why you know go there and leave yeah. this mm. can we connect the two together yeah. mm. so this is uh the second rodeo as, yeah. they, as they would say <laughs> the second, yeah. second second time round. Yeah, and although it's the first I've done as a leader, I have been involved. Uh, as in, I've been involved as a consultant with uh, a couple of others before that, but obviously not not uh, fully in the workings. So I've got some experience around the table um, of church mergers. Yeah. So is is church merger kind of like a new thing, and you know, even new language? Yeah, I, I think I think certainly the language we're not so familiar with uh, more in the UK. I think maybe in in America and other parts of the yeah. world, the, the idea of a merger, it, it's used more in the business setting, isn't it? I, mm. I suppose we would talk more about partnership. Yeah, um, and, and autonomy. And autonomy, but yeah. but but certainly it is happening. I think more and more, even in the UK setting now, the churches are they're not bothered so much about the language but they are connecting they are merging together yeah i i agree i think i think it's on the increase um and not not massively but i mean just been involved in another one uh, my, myself which actually which is a uk church merging with a church from australia yeah wow. so i've been involved in in that uh, as well but um yeah i think it's happening happening a lot more but in america it's been around for quite a while and um you know they in all kinds of different ways and with with different levels of success as well is that is that because there's been the rise of the multi-site multi-campus model uh which there is a podcast on and you should check that out i think that's episode two yeah so you should check that out go back and check that out but do you think that's why the church merges? So even just talking your experience, you were leading one campus yeah. church yeah. in Stocksbridge 
and then Rotherham come and it becomes a multi-campus. Do you yeah. think that's more accessible now because that's more, you know, there's more of that about that we know more of? Yeah, I, I think so. And some of the stats out there, although American, you know, they say like 40% of all multi-site churches are a combination of the campuses being started but mm -hmm. also churches merging in. Yeah. So I, I think it is on the rise. And, and I, I would suspect that over the next while, we're going to see much more of that. Yeah, One, because um, by and large, it can work, you know, if it's done right. Um, and there is strength to it. I think that's the thing. I mean, there's some good questions churches need to ask themselves mm. when it comes to church mergers, uh, which we asked, yeah. actually, as we as we were partnering together yeah. um, almost over a year ago. But some of the conversations were happening slightly before that. Yes. And we had asked some good questions. I mean, you know, some of the questions we had asked in there, uh, which... I suppose other churches kind of ask them. We'll come back to it. Is like, mm. you know, does it does it make our churches better together? You know, yeah. that's a good question to mm. ask. Or, you know, could we accomplish more together yeah. than we could apart? Um, another question good to ask is, could we extend our reach? And those were questions we were yeah, asking. Yeah, we were right, asking. They? Yeah, and are our are our values aligned? Yeah, and therefore working together is isn't going to be difficult, and and there's not no. going to be. Uh, you know, such a, a massive shift. I, I, I think tracking, uh, I, I think tracking sort of some of the history of where this comes from has, has become, you know, I, 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 if you go back with thinking on church planting, I think churches years ago, let's say 30, 40 years ago, you would plant another church and then you would let it go as an independent church. Well, that shifted to, well, could that be, uh, a second campus, a second location with some strong connection with us, yeah. you know, and those connections, we won't go into the details, can be at various levels. And so so that journey had begun and um, and then that easily then transitioned to churches asking for help and support, at potentially becoming, um, you know, uh, another campus or another location. Mm. And then churches actually that didn't necessarily need help and support but the idea was can we work together mm. you know come, and come together i think it, it that journey was made simple because of the church planting shift in thinking mm. to a more multi-site actually merging together to to make multi-site or to increase multi-site uh whether that's people call it location or campus, I think that uh, that became easier to think about it. Yeah. yeah. So if we think about the merge that happened just over a year ago, yeah. and uh, it, you know, I mean, we'll talk about maybe some of the process and even some of those questions. We'll get into it. But why we've we've talked a little bit and we've highlighted a little bit. But why was it unique? Mm. Well, I think. There was an existing relationship. Dave and I had been friends for many, many years. We talked maybe five, six years before about working together at some level. Felt, felt, you know, that we thought very similarly as leaders, but also, you know, what could the what could the future hold? Just, do you think that's important that there is a relationship there? I'm just, you know, mm. like if 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 there is a church, you know, down the road, or there is a church somewhere else that likes what you you're doing. Do you think actually forming that relationship is a is important in the early? I think if it doesn't exist, you've got to give time to it. That's yeah, what I would yeah. say, and I think you can. Mm. I think you can do that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it would be difficult for. I think it's more difficult if a church just comes and says, "Can we join you?" And then yeah. you say, "Yeah, come and join us in two months' time." 
that that's a bit tricky mm. really because there is no connection there is no relationship there is no building together mm. so obviously we've known each other for what over 10 years yeah. or so you don't need that length of time uh, no. but there that, that's what made ours i suppose unique because yeah. there was that journey together yeah. we, we would sit down have coffee we talk about all things church and leadership yeah. and, and the connection and was high, another. wasn't it? Really? Yeah, it was. Um, but even in that relationship, we spent time mm. um, then going through the process. Yes. You know, asking questions in the process, being being um, uh, strict, I guess, to ask and answer the questions mm. honestly, Yeah. to go through that process. And that was, you know, a period of many months. And then obviously you have to take other people on the journey. Yeah. So it's great that we had a relationship. Yeah, personally, but then our leadership teams have got to have relationship, you know, mm. and staff, different staff people and so on. So I think relationship is a big thing. You've got to give time to that. So I think ours was unique because of the existing relationship, uh, unique as well, because we both had more than one campus. We had three physical campuses at the time. Um, the Hub Church had got two, so we were becoming five physical campuses. Yeah. And we've also launched online, so we, we count that as a campus as well. We shared many, I think, similar ideas, certainly set, shared similar values mm. um, in terms of uh, what we felt we were like um, and also what we aspired to be. Mm. Some values are uh, a commentary on what you are. And others are aspirational, but we yeah. they were the same for us. So yeah. so that wasn't a problem. And then the uniqueness was we did it in a pandemic. Yeah, we did. Uh, but you know, it's been a benefit though, hasn't it? It has. It I, has. I was going to ask the question, uh, yeah. did it help? I, I, I think personally it has helped um, with the churches in many ways mm. because like one of the things we've discovered is that people were able to connect together easily online is the yeah. one church model yeah so they experienced that you know people you know in the different campuses uh were able to experience mm. what it was like to be involved with icon church yeah. do you know what i mean quite early on and i think if they were all physical campuses and you weren't connecting you know you may do a couple of events a year or do something but just to have that quickness of that yeah. one church feel i think it was a benefit actually yeah, and I think I think that's important to recognise in the fact of what is the model. Yeah, we're yeah. trying. To, is it a one church? So it, you know, is it everyone, or is it you know that kind of like yeah, we're going to be connected, but you can kind of go and do your thing in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for us, it is that one church model. Yeah, we went the whole the whole hog really. That yeah. you know, I mean, that's the way. The way that's the way we're doing multi-campus, isn't it? That it's a one, it's one church. It's Icon Church. We want it to look, smell, taste, feel like Icon Church wherever it is. It'll have its uniqueness, you know, in any different lo mm. locality, mm. and that that could be unique because of the size. Mm. Uh, the size is different, unique because the gift mix is different of the yeah. people there, you know, and uh, unique because of the the buildings. I mean, we've got some physical buildings that are ours. There's we've got others that we hire yeah. so there'll be some different uniqueness but in terms of the heart the culture the smell the taste the feel even the coffee yeah. we want yeah. it all to be yeah. the same coffee's yeah. important really. it is, I, it I, is. and i think just picking up on that paul i think it is to do with um 
you know, our, our, our model, and I suppose the one we had with the hub was very similar in the sense of it was shared vision, shared values, shared culture, yeah. but a little bit different on the ground in each each place, which you've got to allow. Now, yeah. other multi-site churches may not go for that, but I think our model allows a little bit of expression on the yeah, ground. Definitely. But definitely we say it's really important mm. to have the same culture, values, vision. Yeah. Um, now, we know there is different models out there, but I think this is the one that's working for us. It is. And I think uh, and I think it's not, um, we don't see it as a limiting a limiting no. thing. No. So I, th I think we could start new campuses, further, more campuses, but we could start them like we've never started campuses before, yeah. particularly with the growth of digital and different things. Um, and so we're not restricted to you know what we've done to start new campuses or even to merge with yeah. other people and what they might that might look like and how locally that might feel. It's it's the sense of in terms of how we organise ourselves and how we structure ourselves as a church, and also you know. Like I've said, I keep saying this, the look, the feel, the taste, yeah. the smell, you know, um, on the ground. So we mentioned some of the questions around yeah. merging, uh, which we mentioned, would our churches be better together? Could we accomplish more than we could separately? Could we extend our reach together? Why was it important to ask those questions? Well, I mm. think you've got to have a why, haven't you? I think, I think you lose energy in anything. Why? And I think the why question... I call it the so what question. <laughs> so what? We join two churches together. We, you know, close one charity and we become one church. So what? Mm. What's what's the big why? What's the big difference? Mm. And and I think if you don't have that, you lose motivation. And also you've got to check your motive. Mm. So so for me, what was it because like, you know, I wanted to lead a bigger organization? Or was it a genuine kingdom? thing and i right. you know I, I i'm thankful that for both for both of us i believe it was a real kingdom expression mm. and what we're doing today is a result of it mm. so one of the things that's come out of it you know um just i'm just trying to work out six months in we start talking about this idea which we'd had in previous conversations well Come on, let's start working on what we've called Icon Open, yeah. Yeah. which is all the resources that we can now develop together that we can put in a place and then give them free of charge to any church that wants them. Mm. One of those resources is this podcast, the Church Explained podcast. That's, right. mm. That's one. But there's a load of other resources uh, that we, we just want anything we create, uh, you know, if we're able, just to say if there's a church that wants it and a church that needs help, here it is. Come and yeah. get it. You can have it. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think, and I think coming back to those questions, I think if if you couldn't answer why to those, you know, if you couldn't answer like an, a, an affirmative yes to those, you've got to ask your que the, the other question is what is the point? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're not stronger together, yeah, it, you know, if you can't reach more people, then why are you doing it now? Yeah. I, I suppose because there's different. Um, models of mergers isn't there different yeah. ways it can happen so there is there can't be room for that but i think they've got to be the starting questions really you know yeah. if, if a church is watching today and they're thinking yeah you know may, maybe i'd like to merge with somebody else or maybe yeah I, somebody else in the road is asking them to merge with me i think these are good questions to start with you know mm. will we be better together yeah. mm. 
because if the answer is no, then you're just going to cause yourself a lot of headaches, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, aren't you? Exactly. For for the church and the congregation, you've got to mm-hmm. think of the people, you've got to think uh, of all the processes that you've got to go through. Um, you know, it's a bit of a, a bit of a process, really. But mm-hmm. if you've got the why, then that's the motive mm-hmm. for doing it. Yeah. Can we be better together? Well, the answer's got to be yes. If it's no, then I would say yeah. stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. A, a big thing for me as well was... Um, in terms of the leadership style that mm. we have, um, will that leadership style help us if if we hit some um, road bumps or some difficulties along yeah. along the way? And how are we going to approach this this merger? And you know, so our our, lead, our leadership style is very, I would say, family oriented, mm. in that sense that we see church as family big family and so we're not we're not the hire and fire church you know that mm. just like we don't like the look of you today you're out of a job kind yeah, of your thing. hair's too long <laughs> your hair's yeah, too long gone. everybody's hair's been too long yeah, apart yeah. from mine in COVID <laughs> <laughs> but um uh that's not my that's not our style of leadership um and uh, people have commented on that and so we were never going to approach this from a, a strict like almost a business, you know, that, that doesn't work, shut it down. Mm. <clears throat> we were going to be more consultative. And we had to ask the question, will that work? Mm. How can we make it work? And and we've worked together really well, I think, to to make that happen. Yeah. So you mentioned there, there was, <coughs> Dave, that there are different types of mergers. Yeah. And you know, just highlight those. And then we'll get into like our, like the five stages of, like the merger. Sure, yeah. I mean, th- this is uh, taken from a, a great book called Better Together. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, and I would still recommend that anybody who's thinking of merging or being involved in that, read that book yeah. and you'll find the stuff in there. But they talk about uh, different types of <laughs> mergers. The one is uh, a marriage of co-equals. Um, but I think that the big thing in any of these mergers is you, you've got to determine the relationship. Mm-hmm, yeah. you know what I mean? when, you, when you're going to do a merge, you've got to think, well, who's going to be the lead yeah. in this? Then you've got uh, what's called a rebirth. So if a church is struggling, maybe they need to be rebirthed. And you've got a, an adoption in. Yeah. And then you've got, of course, the ICU. It's often described as when two churches are struggling, they come together and they think that that will solve the problem. Yeah. I, I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there. It very rarely works that one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When Somebody sh- once described that as uh, putting two graves together and hoping for a resurrection. resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's true. But but I think this this ICU one is around a lot in it some is. of the other denominations. It is. Yeah. Where they'll two churches will be struggling. They'll put them together and they think, okay, yeah. that's forged something new. That's and, much more hard work. And for, uh, I'll get these denominations wrong. I know one of them is the congregational church, but they've often merged with another denomination to yeah. try and bring uh, people to get, you know, yeah, yeah. together. And they very rarely thrive. I think some are a mix as well. So yeah. I would I would look at ours in some ways as a mix of some of the, some of some of this, you know, mm. in terms of. Uh, you know the two coming together predominantly like a, as a marriage mm. but then obviously much of what was existed as the hub now is icon so there's that adoption of that mm. but the idea i guess the heart was the two coming together and working together mm. in that ma- in that partnership yeah. so and, and you need you needed that point of the 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 dtr determine the relationship yeah because you know? if you don't have that at the yeah. beginning 
and you you begin down that journey, actually it's hard to turn back. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think That's that was one good. of the one of the key things we did early on. We said, yeah. okay, well, you know, what is this? What, what is this? And, yeah. And and, mm. and and who's going to be the? You've got to ask the questions. Who's going to be the lead church? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with asking that. No. Doesn't mean one's better than the other. It just means you've got to ask the question because yeah. if if you get to the point and two are trying to dance yeah. together, yes. To see who's going to be leading that that's very problematic yeah. yeah so we've got five stages of mergers written down and i guess we've talked a lot about the exploration which is uh, i like how we've put it it's like dating yeah uh, as you assess the possibility of merger uh and we kind of put a little time frame there eight weeks but this is really conversation with the senior leaders mm. yeah so this would have been you two kind of sitting down talking and exploring well, i mean we'd bit. done we'd done a lot of that for months really yeah um i would say but then it's a period where you bring other leaders in and yeah. you explore it then in seriousness mm -hmm. so you've shared it with your leadership teams and you start that discussion mm. together so yeah because it's got to go from a point of the senior leaders talking about it then it needs to get to the next level whatever your structure is it's got to go to your directors it's got to go to your yeah. core leadership team you know that's the next level down isn't it really yeah. Uh, in the process so you've got to have that that's your that's where you get to your negotiation because uh, i think that's a really important just point to pick up on because yeah. i think if you don't get buy-in from oh, the yeah. others this isn't it's not going to work dead, so, dead in the water so really? would there be like a one thing or something that we did that actually helped that process well, I think I think obviously the, the fact that we talked a lot together before. I think uh, you know I'm less strict on the amount of time. Mm. I think if the conversation, because it is a relationship, yeah. if the conversation's positive, you have the conversation for as long. So I, I you know, I remember we I had a couple of Zoom meetings or meetings when I was doing some work in Spain with the leaders from the hub. I think we had a couple of meetings like that and. We had some meetings, you know, in the building. We had mm. brought the leaders together for a day, yeah. as well. So, um, so yeah, you just, yeah, I think, I think you've just got to get that that buy-in. I don't like that term, but you've got to get that heart that people. Yeah. You've got to get that amen, mm. if you like, in the yeah. in the, it's in the resonate, resonate in the hearts word. of the leaders. That's the good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I just remember back to because I was. It, in that the the exercise we did where we did strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats yeah. yeah yeah and what it did for me was i'm involved in this yeah so it's not like uh you just came and said this is happening we're doing yeah. this yeah it was like no uh, we want your input yeah what are what are some strengths you see what are some weaknesses what are some opportunities what are some threats and, yeah. and, and answer those questions openly and honestly i think mm, that's yeah. the key really isn't mm. it because because there's no use doing those exercises yeah if you're not going to do it properly um so i think that they're important to do um that's part of the process of doing any sort of merger or a partnership or connection in there you need to have a clear process, mm. and I think we had we had a very clear process we of where we were going. Yeah. We kind of we kind of followed 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 this um, these five stages, yeah. or made sure that we were working well on these five stages. It, yeah. It's not just that you do one and the next one, yeah. you know, starts. But we were we were working, and and I'd forgotten about that actually until you mentioned it. Mm. I did miss my mind what we did. We had a a whole uh, a day, uh, yeah. you know, in Chesterfield where we just. You know, got the flip chart and said, "Well, let's talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, 
the opportunities and the threats of the merger, but of obviously of our two organizations. Mm. And so I thought that, yeah, that was a very yeah. good day and a great point that other leaders were involved in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you say, all of these intertwine. So the second stage is negotiation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to let you you say what it is because it's got some big words in it, Dave, for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like push up, uh, determine the feasibility of the mergers. And so that that's what it's about. Yeah. So you, you need to have, the, the, which is a little bit what we did really mm. on that day. We had that a bit of an ana analysis, you know, mm. uh, working through some of those things. Or, you know, are we stronger together? Is there... You know, is there yeah. a feasibility in this, or or is it just our idea? Yeah. Because yeah. if like coming back to that that thing, if it's, you know if we don't resonate, as the if people yeah. don't resonate as rounders, then all we're doing is coming up with an idea. And it's again, present presenting the clarity. Yeah. So that so that further down the track, there's no surprises yeah. that ooh, you know, and and that that at that point any questions can in that negotiation, I guess, questions can arise that then as you carry on through yeah. the process, you can address. Uh, and I suppose to keep that very, we were very open, weren't yeah. we? And 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 made sure that was in there right at the beginning, right mm. through the yeah. sense of openness of what we're doing. And we said to all all the leaders and both sides of, yeah. of you know icon and hub. Like whatever questions you have, yeah, feel free to ask. You know, so it wasn't. I think mergers can't be railroad. You can't yeah. railroad a merge. You you've got to journey with people. You got to take them with you. Yeah, you got to let them ask the good questions and sometimes the awkward questions. Mm, and the awkward yeah. questions will sometimes revolve around what is your motive. Yeah, you know, and and, and it's good. It, you must be ready to be challenged with a question like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. So so that was important. And, and being clear on those leads into the third one, which is the implementation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you're making that public announcement. Yeah. Um, yeah so we set dates for that. We produced a, a little booklet that mm. everybody across all our campuses could take away on that particular Sunday when the announcement was uh, made. And we, we set a bit of a timeline for about 10 weeks from the announcement that's right. To um, we were going to merge on Easter Sunday, but yeah. we merged earlier. Yeah. But um, because of uh, the pandemic, but um, yeah, so that people then, having done this negotiation with leaders, we set out the roadmap, which yeah. is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> the roadmap for the next ten weeks but, of us coming together. But us doing early, and I know um, many of that was down to you know kind of going online and just like yeah let's just do this now but actually having all of these done well yeah and we could do that early yeah uh and meant it was you know an easier process yeah definitely and, and we kept on track with that stuff yeah, you know like did. it was weekly meetings uh, you know me and paul were having conversations on a weekly basis just to make sure are we mm. on track with these you know mm. you know uh, is it moving forward so I, I think you're right nathan i think mm. when we got to just doing it a few weeks early most of the yeah. hard work was done, really, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? It was. Do you know what I mean? So I think that was the benefit for us. Yeah. We thought, well, what's the point of waiting for a few weeks? Yeah, yeah. And let's just do this now. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And why try? We've got to go online. Yeah. Why try and do two things online Correct. Yeah. for three weeks? Yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever it was. It meant to be four weeks, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. So, so let's just do the merger this and let's tell everybody, you know, yeah. and so we communicated that yeah. well. And then that Sunday, 
first week online, I think it was the 22nd of March or whatever, we're now Icon Church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was no surprises for people no, in this no. sense because we had done the previous work. Yeah. And we had, you know, we had, had the booklets. We had the booklets. We had, you know, we had those conversations. Yeah. And I think one of the, the big things to really point out is like when you're doing something of this nature, you've got to have lots of conversations mm. with lots of the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a, the important thing. Have conversations with the right people who will then have conversations with the other right people. Yeah. 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 I get like, um, What's coming out is communication is key. Big, yeah. Uh, open communication, honest communication, all lots of, of that. It. Lots yeah. of it. Uh, <clears throat> well, almost it, over the top. Yeah. That's what you got to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Almost over the top of the communication. Like, do we, you know, like even if, <laughs> do we need this meeting? No, let's yeah. just meet anyway yeah, yeah. because who knows what might yeah. come out. So the fourth area is consolidation. Like uh, we talked about the wedding. Coming wedding together. is the union occurs, coming together, hub church, name yeah, now yeah. is icon church yeah. all of that that consolidation and then the fifth area is the integration where yeah. those two churches uh yeah. begin the hard work of learning how to be one church yeah and do that and we found in the pandemic because we went online we found that actually uh that has helped us yeah to be one church and to be able to communicate that better. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, with Sundays, because, you know, people from, uh, you know, what was the Hub Church would say to me, the great thing of doing this online is we got to know there's loads of people from Icon Church because mm. mm. suddenly we see people that they may never have seen, mm. you know, at that. So suddenly they feel part of that. And also we used people from the Hub Church. We've, we've done that as well, mm. you know, in, in the online platforms but it hasn't just been the sundays the creative teams have integrated you know mm. across uh the campuses and so they have now and and uh, even I, I walked into the building last sunday night for the service and there was one of the guys from rotherham there mm. you know um helping out uh, as well and, and learning some of the stuff some of the technical th stuff at our, our point and then I know tomorrow uh, uh, I know nobody knows when tomorrow is because it's a <laughs> podcast but uh, tomorrow we're doing some stuff with Stocksbridge you know specifically mm. and so that integration has happened all the way connect groups suddenly all the connect groups were aligned with connect nodes mm. and and so so yeah the integration has happened for us really really well integrating staff and that and that has included a shift of roles mm. for for some people as well so obviously there's all all that but again communication talk about it work it through mm. yeah so dave what steps could a leader take now if they're thinking about a merger uh, i think go back to the first three questions you know yeah. if they're thinking about a merger you know you know is there is there a benefit to it or what's what's the why for doing it mm. Um, I think start with those. I think, of course, one of the things they could do is contact us. Yeah, I, I think they've got to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. no, I think I would have to say, you know, and this is that you were ex, you were very good and very clear in this whole process. Thank you. You know, I mean, uh, um, I, I, I'm good with detail, but I, I was more conceptual and, you know, oh, it's Paul, uh, it's Paul and Dave will work it out, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's not just Paul and Dave. Yeah. It's two organizations, it's two charities, it's two leadership teams. And Dave was very good at that. So I, I would say have a chat with Dave. Yeah, yeah. So, But I, th I think that's a good thing. If people are thinking, you know, we want to merge, 
you know, have a conversation with somebody who's done it, yeah. not just pick up a book. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. Well, that's it for this episode of the Church Explained podcast. And uh, it's been great to talk around church mergers. And I know we're just kind of like touching the surface. So I know there'll be future episodes on church mergers. want to thank you for listening and remember to uh, subscribe rate, review, leave us a comment, throw in some questions, wherever you're consuming this content, do whatever's needed uh, to get this out. And maybe you even know uh, some people are exploring church mergers and this conversation would help them. Can I encourage you to share it with them and send it on? And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Church Explained podcast. <laughs>